Hey guys, it's me, Blake. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of my brand new show, Blonde Hair, Black Heart. Some of you probably listen to my other show, The Church of Housewives, and you know that with all of the drama the housewives bring, it's really hard for us to fit in conversation about anything else. That's why I've decided to bring you my brand new show where I'm going to be giving you my takes on all things pop culture and current events, telling hilarious and probably embarrassing stories from my life, and of course, interviewing some really special guests. It's going to be a lot of fun, so let's get into it, shall we? This is Blonde Hair, Black Heart. Hello, everyone, and Happy New Year. I hope everyone had a great holiday season and is enjoying the first couple weeks of 2022. Um, I know I was very happy to put 2021 in the rear view. Uh, My holidays were, how shall I say, chaotic at best. Uh, We uh, were hosting, my husband and I were hosting my family and his family for Christmas Eve dinner, and his family was all in from out of town. And we also threw a little holiday party a couple nights before Christmas. So there was a lot going on, a lot of moving parts. I can tell you this, I was so excited to throw this Christmas party. I started planning it in like early November. I was really trying to have my Heather Dubrow moment. And and, I mean, I didn't spend $30,000 on Nobu Sushi, but I did spend a few hundred dollars on alcohol and I went and I bought, you know, fondue pots and made like different types of fondue and got all of the, you know, the fixins for it. And I went and I bought patio heaters for outside and I got like sparkly Christmas hats for everyone to wear upon arrival. Um, so I really put a lot of effort into it, which I was happy to do. I was super excited thinking that like, you know, this was going to be the first real holiday party since 2019. Um, Omicron had other plans. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I Obviously, the, the few weeks leading up to Christmas, things started ramping up in terms of COVID. And um, I was kind of just playing it by ear at that point. So my husband and I were triple vaxxed. We're vaxxed and boosted. We wear our masks everywhere. We are like super diligent about, you know, sanitizing and washing our hands and all of that. So I was kind of just like leaving it up to the guests to kind of tell me whether or not, um, they would be comfortable with the party going on. So, you know, the week of the party, maybe one or two people had kind of, you know, uh, gracefully bowed out, but everyone else seemed like they were still very much on board. So I went full steam ahead. And then the day of the party, I just started getting inundated with text messages saying people just didn't feel comfortable anymore. And, you know, this reason and that reason. And here's the thing. I totally get it. I have no problem with people's, you know, comfort levels or discomfort levels at this point due to COVID or or whatever. Like you're not obligated to go to any party. I just wish that I had heard like a few days prior because um, I would have just canceled it. But alas, the, the party went on. It was a mixed bag for sure. We had invited like all of our our really good friends and then like, you know, our outer circle of friends. And then we invited our um, family and like family friends, like all of my parents' friends were invited. Like I, I was really excited about this. I was expecting it to be a, a good size party. Um, there ended up being maybe like 20 to 25 people here, which was fine. But it, like I said, it was just such a mixed bag of people and like none of them knew each other. Uh, so it was just kind of chaotic like hosting an event like that where you can't really just like leave people um to their own devices because no one knew each other so that was interesting and then one of our guests who's like a a dear family friend i've literally known this guy since he was born um i don't know what happened because thank god i didn't see it i would have like I would have lost my shit, but he was, I guess, gesticulating when telling a story and like knocked a full cup of red wine onto our white couch. So that also happened. Another reason why I was like, I should have just canceled this fucking party. (laughs) But I mean, it was, it was fun. Uh, And I'm happy that the people who came, came. Um, Then of course, we also had some COVID scares in the family, you know, with, with the family members who were traveling and, um, Two of our family members who came from out of state brought their 
dogs with them and we already have three dogs. So it was just like, there was a lot going on. And I really think that the people who opted to just like stay home and do nothing for Christmas were the true winners this holiday season. Okay, so this is kind of funny. I was driving behind a car the other day and they had this they had this bumper sticker that said your choice and then it had two options underneath it. Like, okay, think of like when you would write a note in in middle school that's like, "Will you go out with me?" and then it would have check yes or check no and like two little check boxes for you to pick the options. So it was that vibe. Um, so it says your choice. And then the first option says gun owner. And then the second option says victim. And the option for gun owner has like a big red check mark through it. So at first I'm thinking to myself like, damn, those are the only two options. Like you either are a gun owner or you're just like a, a victim. And I assume a victim of like gun violence is the, the implication, but either way, like those are your two choices in life. You either are a gun toting, hillbilly or you are a victim and I hate to break it to you guy driving in front of me but I'm neither of those things um second of all the bumper sticker clearly says your choice but then you went ahead and checked off gun owner for me like I didn't choose that give me give me the choice I thought it was my choice I I digress so I'm like thinking all of these thoughts as I'm driving behind this guy and then my eyes kind of scan down and I see that he has a license plate frame that says protected by Muay Thai, which is a type of hand-to-hand -hand combat. So now I'm even more confused. Like, which is it, bro? Do you need your gun to protect you or do you have fists of fury? I just don't get it. But the big takeaway from all of this is that this guy driving in front of me has a really, really tiny dick. Okay guys, so coming up, we have a really exciting special guest, my first guest on the Blonde Hair Blackheart podcast, Katie Maloney-Schwartz from Vanderpump Rules. We had such a great conversation, you guys. You're gonna love it. But before we get into our chat, I wanted to talk about last week's episode of Vanderpump Rules. So it's important to note that when Katie and I spoke, I had not yet seen this episode. Um, Katie and I talked last week and this episode hadn't even aired yet. So uh, yeah, so I just wanna throw that out there. Okay, so in last week's episode, we, we pick up and we're at Brock's photo shoot or video shoot or, or whatever for his app. And I'm still a little bit confused on like what the app is um, because it didn't really seem like they were making like, like exercise content. They were just like, like it was just like model photography. I don't know. Um, I'm also wondering like, didn't we already see this storyline with Jax like years and years and years ago? And what happened with that app? Um, cause I don't have it. I never downloaded it. If you downloaded Jax's app, please let me know. Um, I would love to know. And did you pay for it? Because yikes. Uh, so I definitely agree with Lala. I don't understand where the money is coming from to put on a production like this, especially given the fact that like he's constantly talking about how broke he is. Um, it doesn't seem to make sense. I understand that you have to spend money to make money, but this seems like a lot of money to be putting into something that, like Lala said, you could really do low-budget stuff and make it look really professional now. And I think at the jump of a startup, like that's kind of the route you should be going down, not putting out, you know, tens of thousands of dollars or, or however much it is on, on this thing, um, but you, you know, can't afford an engagement or <clears throat> child support. <clears throat> So then Katie and eventually Ariana go and have a little sit down with Randall um, where they are trying to raise funds for their sandwich shop, something about her sandwiches, which I actually, the name is growing on me for sure. Um, so they sit down with Randall and they pitch him the Randall Emmett production sandwich, which I don't get why they wouldn't just say like the Randall. I feel like for a sandwich, you just, it's like just the Randall, not the Randall Emmett production sandwich. But um, yeah, so they have their little sit down. It is interesting to me that they would go to Randall of all people or, or any male investor when the whole thing is about being unapologetically feminine and, you know, 
why why not go to Lisa Vanderpump? Why not find like a, another great restaurateur or female investor in LA? It's just I get why they went to Randall because it was like an easy connection for them to make, but it seems a little bit um what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know, counterintuitive or like going against everything that they their sandwiches claim to stand for. I don't know. Uh, so then we go with Brock and Sheena to do, um, their prenuptial agreement, but it's actually a pre-engagement agreement, which is so fucking weird. I've never heard of a couple actually going and sitting down and, and doing their prenup before they're even engaged. But then we later find out Sheena's mom mentions that they already have their, their marriage license and everything too. And that's also before they were even engaged. So... I don't know, something smelling very fishy to me. I'm getting that the entire engagement was it had already happened, they were already engaged, and then what we saw on the show was just for the show. And if that's the case, like another reason why he shouldn't have spent his money on that stupid photo shoot, like spend your money on the engagement because this engagement was such shit. It was so embarrassing for a TV engagement. I was so embarrassed for Shishi. Um, I feel like she deserves so much better. We've seen her through so much. And like, I don't know, from her for her to go from from Shay, which was like scraping the bottom of the barrel, then to Rob, who like arguably was was such a douche, but like he was really, really wealthy and he had his shit together. He had a really good job and a nice house and he like knew how to grill. I don't know. I mean, he could hang a, t- a TV in like seven minutes. That's unheard of, y'all. So I just feel like she's definitely downgraded severely there are so many red flags like waving all around brock and his like giant tree trunk of a body i don't get how she doesn't see it um but i'm worried for her so she she keep your eyes peeled i do not trust this guy all right so then we're we're um with ariana and she's expressing some concerns about James and Raquel's relationship. Now, this is where, again, it's important to note that I had not yet seen this episode when I talked to Katie. But when I was talking to Katie and we were discussing James and Raquel's breakup, I asked about um, the implications of about James being physical. And, you know, there are things in the past where Katie made claims that he was physically abusive. There have been a lot of um, claims made about him uh, in terms of him maybe being physical with with women. I mean, earlier this season, I don't know, did anyone else get really weird vibes when Raquel was talking about how James like bumped into her nose and, but they were really worried about what everyone was going to think. And like, if if people were going to think that it was intentional and they were just so nervous about that. And like, if, if I like, you know, me me and my husband, there's like no physical stuff at all. So if someone, if like I bumped into him, I would never think people are going to assume that I hit him because that just like wouldn't even cross my mind because that's not on our radar. But the fact that they were both so concerned about that, you know, being like a thing or a rumor or a storyline, I don't know. It almost made me feel like it was what was going on. So hearing Ariana talk about how she kind of saw James like grab Raquel's wrist and and these kind of things, it's definitely scary. I'm glad that Raquel has walked away. Um, And stay tuned because I do ask Katie if she thinks that James is violent, basically. So then we go with the gang up to, what is it, like San Inez, San Inez, San, I don't even know where they are, Saint Inez, Saint Sandiness, Sandiness, Schwartz and Sandys for uh, Raquel and James's engagement party. And this venue is stunning, like so beautiful. But I'm wondering again, how much did this cost? Because like Brock, James can't afford shit. Like he couldn't even afford to do the proposal alone. Remember Tom Sandoval paid like, like a lot of money for that. Um, and sidebar, Do we think that Tom is, like, really, really upset now that they broke up? Because he wasted a lot of money. Anyways, this venue is beautiful. It's so gorgeous. I 
I'm wondering why they're not just getting married there because it's so stunning of a venue and I feel like almost it's like wasted on an engagement party. Um, but I do understand now why Brock saw this venue and was like, oh, oh, let's get married here. Like, I, I totally get it. It's gorgeous. And if you can snag that for free, like, f- fuck yeah. I mean, do I think that it's like the world's shittiest thing to do if they actually, I know, I know they don't go through with it, but if they were to sneak off and get married that weekend, yeah, shittiest friends ever. But I mean, I am gonna get it. I do have to say, I feel very, very bad for James to be around all of this alcohol. I feel like Raquel should have been more sensitive to his sobriety. Like there are a lot of things that you can do where people can st- can be drinking, but it's not like the focus of the event. Like already they've been there a day and they've done like a wine tasting and then like a wine and painting party. Like just do, do something normal. Just have like a a nice sit down dinner and people can like order a drink, but it's not the focus of, of the event. You know, um, I never, ever side with James over Raquel, but in this moment I was like, that's, that's not cool because I do know it's, it's difficult for him or anyone going through sobriety to be around that kind of stuff. Uh, But let's be real, the Pump Rules cast has never been super sympathetic to each other's issues. So, All right, guys, those are my takes on last week's episode of Vanderpump Rules. But now, what we've all been waiting for, my conversation with the one and only Katie Maloney. All right, I am here with a very, very special guest, an OG from Vanderpump Rules, one of the first ladies of TomTom. You know I'm talking about the one and only Katie Maloney Schwartz. Hey, Katie. Hi. Thanks (laughs) for that intro. Oh, well, of course, of course. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm, you know, I'm out here surviving. <laughs> yes, we're all doing what we can. I mean, the past two years has been such a roller coaster. And I think we were all hoping that 2022 was going to be the light at the end of the tunnel, but I'm not so sure about that anymore. <laughs> um, I'm, I think I'm cautiously optimistic. Okay. All right, cool. Well, I'm going to follow your lead then and and hope for the best. (laughs) Well, it's so great to have you here. Thank you so much. Um, You may or may not know, but this is actually our first episode ever of the Blonde Hair Black Heart podcast. So now before you get too scared, I'm not new at this. Um, I have another show that I host called The Church of Housewives. So I've been interviewing uh, housewives and Bravo Lebs for some time now, but in 2022, I decided to start this new show. And I'm so, so excited to have you as my very first guest. So thank you so much. Well, I feel very honored. Well, you should, you should. (laughs) Um, So I've been a fan of uh, Vanderpump Rules since the beginning. It's such a great show and it's probably the most successful Bravo spinoff show ever. Um, How, how did you first hear about the show? How did it kind of come about in your world and how did you first get involved in it? Um, Well, I was working at Star. So, and I had been there for about two years. And so I'd been there before Lisa had started Royal Housewives of Beverly Hills and before the lounge was open and they had called a staff meeting. And I think we all thought it was just going to be about the lounge and kind of what to expect when that was going to open. And we got there and Lisa was just like, so we're going to do a show here um, and it's going to be with, with y'all, with the staff here. And, you know, we want to talk to all of you or, you know, they, they kind of left it open to people that were interested. They weren't going to hold anyone hostage or, right. they didn't, you know, they didn't want anyone that didn't want to be involved um, to be forced to, to partake in it. So um, I think at that point, me, Kristen and Stassi, I'll just looked at each other and we're like, um, yes. Hell, yes. Yeah. And so, so yeah, they just kind of sat down. Um, we sat down with Lisa and Natalie and Guillermo and they just asked us, you know, so who are you friends with? Who do you hate? Who have you slept with? <laughs> All of those things. Who are you dating? And, you know, I, I was, I think I was the first one to go. And when I was just like, yeah, so I'm best friends with Kristen and Stassi and all of our boyfriends are best friends and they used to live together and we all hang out and we fight and we, you know, break up with each other all the time. You know, it was just chaos. And they were just like, holy shit. 
Do you so. think Lisa had some idea of what was going on in, in your guys's little clique or was she really just kind of leaving it open and, and letting uh, the casting chips fall where they may? I don't think she knew what was going on within our little clique. I think she knew that, you know, the staff was a little, you know, provocative, if you yeah. will. <laughs> but I don't think she knew the extent or, you know, in terms of within our little clique. But yeah, well, I think people assume, yeah. especially that those first couple seasons, I mean, they're just so wrought with drama and and right from the, the jump, you know? So I think a lot of people assume like, okay, the show was built around this group of friends, but it's interesting to hear that, you know, she had the concept first and then you guys kind of formed the show into what it is. Yeah, I think I think we kind of were lightning in a bottle. I think she had a great idea. And then once she heard that there was this core group within the staff who was crazy and insane and already this, you know, firecracker of a, a quad, if you will. Yeah. She was just, she was just like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Like you said, lightning in a bottle. Now, did you think that you and Schwartz would be the last men standing at the end of all of this? I mean, you guys have always been my favorite couple. I love you. To me, you've always kind of been like the every man and every woman of the group, like the, um, maybe the the voice of the people a little bit and and I love I love seeing you guys together and I'm so happy that you guys have you know made it <laughs> well thank you I mean yes and no I didn't think we would be the last I think we we would last but I didn't know that everyone else would break I don't know maybe in the back of mine I did I don't know I mean <laughs> there were probably some couples that you had a hunch <laughs> they weren't gonna make it yeah I I mean I it's kind of crazy when you stop and think about it that we've been together for gosh it'll be 12 years this wow. summer um but yeah I mean, that's amazing we're, we're like the, the grandma and grandpas of the couple so. oh my gosh but but that's so fun and and at this point, you know, with the casting having gone through so many shifts and um, everyone going through so many different changes in their own lives, to me, you guys are kind of like uh, that foundation that's still there. You, you bring us back home, you know? So it's, it's really nice that you guys are still on the show. I'm happy about that. <laughs> I'm happy about it too. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. with that said, what has it been like this season filming without, you know, some of those OG cast members with you, like Stassi and Kristen and Jackson, Brittany are gone. How, how, how has that been? It was, it was weird at first, obviously, because, you know, it, it was eight years, eight seasons with everyone. And it wasn't just, you know, coworkers in, in a job. It was my family. Right. You know, so it, it took some getting used to it felt like I had limbs missing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well it's so different than like, you know, with the housewives when a, a lot of them are really only friends with each other because of the show. I mean, they're coworkers yeah. more than anything, but you guys really were friends first. So, I mean, is it weird like hosting events or throwing parties and not being able to invite them or like, are they there just in the background, not on camera and we don't see them <laughs> like what's going on? No, they weren't. They were never there. Um, I mean, we. It would have been weird if there was some really kind of life moment kind of party uh, that they weren't there for, obviously. But um, I mean, yeah, it, it was just weird in general, just not having him there and still doing the show. It just, if it just always kind of felt like there was somebody missing, you know. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, but I mean, I mean, it was still, we still had a great time and a great season. Um, it just was different. It, yeah. And, Did you know, feel like some of those relationships the, on the current season were maybe a little bit more forced, um, similar to like I was saying about the Real Housewives, like you're kind of just, you know, you're, you're uh, across from a coworker, you have to talk to them. It's not like this is your best friend of 10 years. Did you feel like those dynamics were maybe put on a little bit or, or, you know, did you really, really get close with uh, the newcomers? I'm thinking, you know, like Charlie and Brock and all of them. Yeah, I, I don't think it was like necessarily like um, forced. It was definitely an opportunity to get to know um, people that I didn't, you know, know very much before. Like, you know, Charlie, her and I didn't get to know each other her first season on very much. I didn't spend a lot of time with her. And so I did get an opportunity to get to know her and get close with her. And I, I genuinely adore her. I think she's so much fun. Um, she's, you know, she's, she's so sweet. Um, so it wasn't necessarily forced, but, you know, we did just spend more time together than we normally had in the past. Yeah. 
So yeah, yeah. although I, it was definitely um, sad for us long-term fans to, you know, feel uh, the difference with those OG cast members gone. I was really happy that we did get more of Charlie. I feel like last season, mm -hmm. she she had some really great moments, but they were so few and far between. Mm -hmm. um, and then I remember by the last uh, reunion when she was calling Jack's old man and everything, I just was like, it was so outrageous that I was like, oh, she needs more airtime. Like get get this girl more screen time, please. So it's been nice to see her have more moments this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so back to, you know, those OG cast members, do you, do you foresee them, any of them ever coming back on the show? I mean, do you think Stassi or Kristen could ever come back or do you think that door is closed? Uh, I, I mean, I have no idea. I always like to, I always like to assume that the doors are never closed, but I'm like the last person <laughs> to ask. I, <laughs> I, I, I never have any idea what the future of the show holds. I feel like we always kind of find out uh, about renewals and everything like that when everybody else does. Um, yeah. uh, so, I mean, of course I would, you know, I would love that, but, um, I, I mean, I just, I have no idea. I have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. When we last left you and the witches of WeHo, there was a, a severe fracture in the group between you and Stassi and Kristen. And Obviously, you know, we keep, keep up with you all on social media and we've seen that you guys have kind of mended those those uh, fences and have reformed those friendships. Uh, can you tell us kind of what happened there and how you guys came back together and, you know, reformed yeah. the coven? <laughs> I mean, I think over the years and even prior to this show, our, our, our dynamic and our friendship, you've seen us. Uh, you know, have falling outs and come back together in reconciliation. Like we've had kind of like a sisterhood, a very, very much of like a sister type relationship and type bond um, where we've, you know, given each other space, if you will, or, you know, right. taken, taken time apart. Um, and so we've, you know, and then we found our, our way back to one another. And, you know, when, um, when Kristen and Stasi were let go from the show, I think it was just, um, we, we kind of like leaned on one another, you know, it was, it was a bit of a, um, it was, it was a difficult time. Um, and, you know, I think I, whatever, whatever I was holding on to with Kristen or she was holding on to with me, we kind of just let that go. And it was just not important at the time. And I just wanted to be a friend to her and just be there for her and, um, you know, support her during that time. Um, you know, regardless of, um, of everything, she just needed a friend. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes, you know, to your point about those long-term friendships and, you know, you have to give each other space and then you can come back. Uh, sometimes I think those are the best friendships to have, you know, the ones where you really can, um, have those those deep fractures, but you're able to mend them. Think yeah. far too often we have friendships that are very surface level, and you kind of just you know skirt around your um, your discomforts, or or you don't you know you're not really open about your boundaries for the sake of the friendship. And I've always admired that uh, your group of friends has no boundaries, for better or worse. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, I, you guys I definitely know. are always very honest with each other. So yeah, I know. I think a lot of people think it's insane that they're like, how can you guys you know, say and do the things and betray and all that, and then be friends. I'm like, because when it's all out there, when you're that brutally honest, or when you, when you are hurt that bad by somebody, it's like, what else can go, you know, I mean, I, right. think, I think if you can forgive the, the worst in somebody, you know, that's when you're getting to a really honest place with them. Yeah. It's raw. And that's when you're seeing like, you know, the real versions of these people, maybe not the best versions of them, but you're, you're getting to know every version of them, which I think is really yeah. important in friendships. Um, speaking of friendships, you and Lala have become really, really close. And that was a friendship that didn't start out <laughs> the best, but, yeah. but you guys also, it seems like you've leaned on each other a lot this season as well. Yeah. Lala and I, I mean, from the time it, it was, a, it was a slow build, you know, from the time we sort of uh, apologized and put everything behind us. I think at the reunion, I can't even remember what year that was. It was like four years ago at this right. point. Um, we, you know, we started building a friendship and trust with one another again. 
and it was it, it was slow, but um, we really have become really great, great friends. And I think we found that we had a lot more in common than we realized. And, you know, I I love the girls so much. And, you know, over the last two years, you know, two, three years, especially we've become incredibly close. And, you know, I yeah. I love yeah. that. We're, we're like sister wives from Utah. Yeah. Well, she she unfortunately has had a, a very rough last month or two. How's she doing? I would say today she's doing um, great. I think Good. she, you know, she's feeling really, really strong and, you know, ready just to like take on the world. Good. Good for her. She's She's someone that seems to be able to bounce back pretty well. Yeah. I mean, she, 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 she put, she has a very like tough exterior, you know, and I think that's sort of like her defense sort of mechanism, uh, you know, preservation for oneself, if you will, but she is also, you know, very, um, tender, Mm -hmm. you know, she, she's, she's not as tough as one might seem. She, she is very vulnerable and, and has a very soft interior. Yeah. Yeah, I think we saw that with her um, sucking on the baby bottles. We got a little <laughs> bit of that, that innocence from her. <laughs> now, In a weird way, exactly, yeah, I guess yeah. that would that would display that side of right. her. <laughs> um, now, you know, when she first got together with Randall, that was a, an issue on the show, and a lot of people had their um, speculations and their doubts about that. But it seems like things had really shifted, and everyone was really, really fond of Randall and of their relationship. Were you, um, you know, caught off guard by this, or did you kind of see the see the signs? I didn't see any signs. You know, seeing people together, it, you, you don't see that. You know, I mean, I guess you could have said like, well, judging by everything and how it, it it's always right. hindsight's always twenty twenty, of course. Yeah. But like, no, because I mean, I saw the way he treated her and the way he loved her so so much. I mean, like, no. Yeah. And 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 when you know when someone's saying that you you want to believe the best in them. You want to give them the benefit of the doubt. Of course. So, so why, you know, why would you? Yeah. Now I know he became close with a lot of the guys. Do you think that he will remain close with the guys? Like if, for example, if Schwartz came in tomorrow and was like, Hey, Randall wants to go golfing this weekend. Would that be okay? Um, I don't foresee that happening. I think there's (laughs) been a definite space that's happened. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably for the best and, and fair. Uh, So obviously Randall and Lala breaking up was, you know, a big shock. Another big shock in the pump rules world was uh, James and Raquel breaking up. And this one, I Mm. think, caught everyone by surprise. Was this one a surprise to you? Um, I mean, you historically haven't gotten along with James, but again, it seems like, you know, things have have kind of shifted lately and you were friendly with him and friendly with Raquel. Yeah, I, I yes, I, I was very surprised by it because, you know, I, I didn't know Raquel too well. I didn't spend a lot of time with James and Raquel. I know that you know, like any relationship, there's, you know, it's not perfect. You know, people, people fight, but it, they seemed very committed to their relationship and working through their problems. So, and, and just because they just, just got engaged and just celebrated their engagement, like mere months ago, it was very surprising. It seemed yeah. very sudden and kind of out of the blue. And, um, but, you know, I'm, I'm proud of, Raquel and I'm proud of James for recognizing that, you know, they're not meant to be together. I think that takes a lot of um, courage and a lot of maturity to do that. Um, you know, I think, uh, I think, I think, uh, you know, especially in Raquel's case, when she met James, she was very young. And not to get all scientific about it, but you know, your your frontal lobes, the front part of your brain, isn't even formed right. until the, she's basically the age that she is now. So, yeah. you know, I think um, I think maybe she just kind of grew up and realized that maybe they're just they want different things, and maybe they're not the same people, or not yeah, not, they're not the same people, obviously, but they just are. They went in different directions, and it you know sometimes. Uh, getting engaged and contemplating the future together. And it really kind of wakes you up. 
Right. No. Totally. Yeah. It, it uh, shines a light on everything that you should be thinking about or everything that should be ready to go and everything that's not ready. So yeah, I, I definitely can feel that. Um, yeah. Now, obviously James has had a, a roller coaster of a time on Vanderpump rules. You know, we saw him in his relationship with Kristen. She, you know, has made some comments about, um, you know, his, his temper and uh, whether he may or may not have been physical. Um, I know this past week on Sheena's podcast, Raquel made some implications of just how she was a little bit scared of him at the end and afraid to break up, not knowing how he was going to respond. I mean, are these things that, that you on the outside, again, no one knows what's going on behind cl closed doors, but have you seen James really rein in his anger? Um, it's kind of hard this season to tell because sometimes he is really toned down and then other times he's like screaming about nonsense. So it's, it, you know, where, where do you stand on that? Yeah, I've seen him um, struggle with getting a handle on it. And in, and in some ways, I, I, I identify with the, the rage in him because I struggled with, you know, my own temper and it kind of getting away from me and, and having a hard time sort of like uh, reining it in. Um, we're different in the aspects of right. it all. Um, but I just, I don't think, yeah, I think he struggles with managing it. Yeah. 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 I mean, again, I'm, I'm no doctor, like we're not doctors here, <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. but it seems to me that the issue isn't necessarily the substances, the substances just kind of exacerbate the issue, which is more of like a mental health anger thing. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's coming from somewhere inside. It's not necessarily that it's not, it's, it's not being triggered by substance. It's, it's being triggered by something emotional. It's coming right. from some, somewhere inside of him that, you know, I, 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 again, I'm not a, yeah. I'm not a therapist right. I can't, or a doctor. I can't really, I'm not going to sit here and diagnose it, but exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah, I, you know, uh, it's, it's tough. Yeah, it, it is, is really, tough. it is really tough. And, and I think it's important, you know, for us to have uh, representations of people going through those struggles on screen, um, you know, no matter how difficult and, and ugly it can be to watch, it's really important. And hopefully, you know, uh, James's story and Raquel's story have helped the viewers. I'm, I'm, I would be, I, I think it's a safe bet that it definitely has. So uh, now their breakup kind of coincided with the reunion taping. And a lot of people uh, were speculating that they broke up during the reunion. Now, going into the reunion, did you know that they were no longer together? I had no idea. Leaving the reunion, did you know that they were no longer together? Yes. Okay. All right. That's what I wanted to know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, okay. I have to ask what's going on with you and Tom Sandy. And, and by the way, when did people start calling him Sandy? I, that like I, seems to have come out of nowhere. Um, I've always called him Sandoval, mm -hmm. uh, just because Tom is not, that gets confused because there's two right. Tom. So it's always like shorts and Sandoval. Um, I've heard Tom Schwartz call him T Sand. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes, uh, but yeah, I don't know when Sandy came about. <laughs> yeah. I think he just, I think he kind of just pulled that one out of his back pocket and decided to run with it. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're good. We, I think we, at the end of the day, we'll always be good, but it, you know, it got very muddy, <laughs> I will say, yeah. you know, I, and I, and I never wanted it to get that way. That was never my intention to come in and fuck it up. I, you know, I wanted to, I, my whole intention to ever try to even remotely get involved with the bar was just wanting to like help out yeah, and, be supportive. And, and eventually work there and be supportive and be like, Hey, where can I help out? This is a huge undertaking. Not that I know from personal experience from starting a bar, cause I haven't, but you know, I could help out in some capacity and then when it's open I'd love to like work there and whatever whatever that means or whatever that looks like yeah um let me know you know and you know and also and then obviously Schwartz had um some issues that he was sort of talking to me at home about feeling that you know his ideas or things that he 
he felt that Sandoval was saying, you know, from the name to some other things that he was frustrated about. And he just was like, you know, well, when Sandoval has an idea in his head, you can't really right. convince him otherwise, but right. maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe we can plant some seeds of doubt. And I was like, okay, well, then let's do that. Because, you know, if you don't like something, you have to like, you, you know, this is, this is your thing too. And you have to feel proud of it. And you don't want to think back and have regrets or, or have resentment built inside of you because you, right. you know, you didn't say anything. You can't let that happen. He's like, I know, I know. Yeah. And then everything went to shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, I'm a firm believer that especially once you're married, like what's mine is yours. And so, especially when you're dealing with like the, the financial aspect of it, like you're, you know, your husband is investing money. I imagine that, you know, you guys share finances. That's your money too. It's also your business. I just, it, it's, to me, it's weird that someone would expect you to not want to be involved. Yeah. I mean, it's not so much that like we share finances, but it's like, I, I'm, I'm, you know, invested in a future with him. Right. You know what I mean? It's our future. And also like, God forbid something happens to his life tomorrow. Legally, right. I am, I am we, you know, we are partners in life and I yeah. would absorb his finances and his yeah. financial situation. So right. if he has a loan on this bar that is a debt, guess who absorbs that debt? Exactly. I do. So if, if, you know, the success of this bar is an interest of mine and, I'm, and that, there's just no way around that. So for me to just be like, um, I don't care. This is his thing. Like, of course it's his thing. And I'm not trying to like come in and, and, and you know, like take it over shit all over it, take right. it, take over it. But like, you know, if he's not happy about something, I'm going to be concerned about that. Yeah. Well, and I think that we've seen Ariana, especially, you know, likes to have this sense of independence, um, especially when dealing with projects, you know, initially when they were doing the cocktail book together, she had a hard time with that and she wanted to do it independently. So maybe some of that has kind of rubbed off on him and he is just, you know, in that dynamic where they think and operate very independently. Um, so maybe it's hard for him to grasp that that's not what all couples are like. And is that's not, yeah, but I think that is um, kind of more on the rarer side of things. Totally. You know, and, and, and it's fine. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but there's also right. nothing wrong with the way I operate either. And I don't need to be crucified for it. Right, right. Well, I mean, imagine if, you know, Lisa told Ken, you're, you're never allowed to come to Sir and have an opinion about anything. You know, this isn't your restaurant. That'd be <laughs> yeah. ridiculous, you know? <laughs> And so, I'm, I'm, yeah. And I was never trying to be a third partner in anything, you know, either. I just, that, you know, Schwartz just needed, he, he asked me for help getting a message across. Yeah. Yeah. And Sandoval didn't want to listen. And it's like, you, you're not, see, this is what the problem is. Exactly. So but what the, do you think it is about Sandoval that you just don't seem to really gel with? Because it's been, you know, even before this, you guys have had, um, you know, issues spanning back over years. So. Um, I mean, I get in trouble every time I say this, but I feel like it, it really is like an ego problem. And I don't like, I, that's and even saying that is like, it has a problem with it, but it's just like, it doesn't mean that like you have, like you're full of yourself or anything like that, but when you can't sit, take a step back and say like, okay, well maybe I need to like listen more, pay attention more. Like maybe it's not um my, you know, maybe I'm not the most important voice in the room. Right. Just listen, you know, I think that's it. That, that is an ego issue right there. Yeah. And I have a problem with that when other people can't, take a step back and get yeah. out of, get out of their own way and everyone else's way too. Right. Well, and, and it's, and it's I know very a lot obvious. Of people don't like when I say those things because whatever, but that's, but it's, that is it's the issue. truth. No, it's the truth. And as a viewer, you know, we see it too, because obviously none of you guys are perfect. And all of you guys have had your moments where you've had to really fall on your sword and, and own up to your shit and apologize to the people that you've hurt. I mean, even Jax did it. So um, it's interesting. I feel like we've never really seen Tom do that at any reunion. He's never really owned anything. Um, 
So I, I would agree for sure, but I don't have to answer to him. So it's easier for me to, to say that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just, I, I, I think he's, he has so many amazing qualities and is a fantastic friend and cares and loves so hard. And I appreciate so much about him. Uh, I appreciate that so much about him. You know, I just think that he, when he can't just realize that he might be wrong about something, it gets yeah. so frustrating. Right. Well, let's, let's um, change the tone a little bit. Say five <laughs> nice things about Tom Sandoval. I think I just said a lot of nice things. Yeah. <laughs> well, like specific, like specific things that you like about him. I think that he has such, um, you know, zest and, you know, excitement for life. Like when he gets excited about a project, he likes to go all in 150%. Like he will, he doesn't just do things like half-assed. That's for sure. Like he wants to go balls to the wall about right. it. And, you know, there's no denying that. He also wants to, you know, do the best things for his friends. He wants to, you know, like when it was our wedding and he wanted, you know, Tom's brothers to right. come out and he, he, you know, he really wants to do special things and make people feel special and loved and appreciated, you know? Um, you know, he's a very like emotional dude and it comes from a good heart, you know, he comes, his heart's very big. And I love that about him. He's got, you know, great style. He's got good flair. Um, what else? You got one more. Can you do it? He's got good like hair and good eyebrows. There you go. There, he's <laughs> well-groomed. He's, he's a good looking dude, you know? Yeah. 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 I, I will say he is like costume party inspiration for sure. <laughs> yeah. Every, any, any event where there's a theme, he just kills it. He, he can goals. nail, nail a theme. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So what's going on with the sandwich shop? Where are we with that? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So the sandwich shop, you know, it's, it was like always like, this is going to be a sandwich shop. It's definitely like evolved into like a little bit more. <gasps> Ooh, it's, I love that. You know, Tell me. It's like, I am, I don't want to like see like too, too much, but you know, cause I, you know, I want to leave a little bit of mystery. Right. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, when we said the name, people were like, uh, well, what is the sandwiches? Because it's, it's really kind of going to be about an experience and the whole, um, vibe and atmosphere um we really took inspiration from you know like sort of like the european cafe vibe and we want the sandwiches to be less you know subs and deli type sandwiches and really more of that sort of like gourmet european type sandwich gotcha. um like the facel sandwiches the little like baguettes like right. that kind of thing um we want to have like beer and wine and wine-based cocktails we want to have like an element of like retail in there we want it to be like a dine-in kind of um experience as well How like, cool. kind of, like sit down have some wine listen to some good music you know so it's it's going to be a little more of of that type of vibe and less of like a coming and get your sandwich and dip. Right, right. It's not a subway. <laughs> it's yeah, it's not a subway, it's not a deli, it's not, you know, and and in the, the whole thing of it being this sort of um unapologetically feminine is because we feel like the sandwich space is so like male dominated. You know, we have like the Jimmy Johns and the Jersey Mikes and the yeah. Uncle Polly's and the Ikes and it it, it just feels like and, and not to be like sexist about it, but it just feels like we need something that just feels like, you know, the 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 feminine energy into this yeah, space, you know. Absolutely. Sometimes people don't want a meatball grinder with a pe Pepsid on the side. Sometimes right. you just want like like I love sandwiches and the you know um, there's some really great sandwich places around town where you can get these types of sandwiches that I'm speaking of, but they're not available to our like where we are in our you know in our community where we live yeah. over here. So we want to bring that here. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, we're we're very, very excited. So, um, you know, because it's taken us some time to flesh it out and we've been working with some really incredible, um, consultants, um, that do, that have worked with other restaurants and people around, uh, Los Angeles, and they've been amazing. They're brilliant. They have, it's been such a learning experience, um, just working out, you know, budgeting and numbers and um, all of that, you know, we're not going in blind and we're not just gonna willy nilly this. We, That's we're, awesome. We're, That's we're, so cool. Yeah. And and um, it's called something about her, right? Yeah. How cool. That's awesome. I was, 
before you, because I think you said on like the most recent episode, you revealed what the name was. And before that, leading up to it, I was like, I really hope it's something with baloney, like like Katie Maloney's <laughs> baloney shop oh. or something. But and now knowing it. the vibe of the place, I, I think the name you picked works yeah, a little better. We didn't want our names. We didn't want any kind of like sandwich puns or anything right. like that. We wanted something like, I, I love names that don't have like anything to do with it, but just kind of have like a nice sort of like, I don't know, ring yeah. into it. That, that there's feels, something about it. <laughs> yeah, know? there's just something like there's something about our sandwiches, you know? Yeah. And so we've been working on some fun like branding ideas and all of that. That's so fun. I'm so excited. I can't wait to see all of that play out. I'm hoping and assuming we'll see that on the next season. Well, I'm hoping and assuming we get another season. I don't know. <laughs> We, we shall see. Yeah. Um, okay. So we, we briefly touched on the reunion a little bit. What can we expect from the reunion this season? Um, well, it, it was a different kind of reunion because some of us were not present in oh, studio. Okay. It. So it was like a half and half, like yeah. in person and virtual. Yeah. Unfortunately <laughs> I got sick. Hmm. And unfortunately, I was around some other people that so that was not able for yeah. <laughs> they were not able to join as well. It sucks. Yeah, I hate COVID. It's um, it happens. I feel like everyone's you know Christmases were the same way. Everyone yeah. was just dropping like flies. Sign of the times, but you know so, um, so yeah, that that definitely changed up the the vibe of it. You know, having some people remote, some people not remote. But I mean, definitely hashing some stuff out. You know, between you know obviously. Tom and I had some stuff to talk about. Um, I think, you know, a lot of Lala definitely had some stuff to talk about when it came to like with her and Brock, obviously she talks about some stuff with her and Randall and we learned about James and Raquel. Yeah. Um, you know, it was, it's, it was, um, yeah, <laughs> I can't, well, I'm, I'm not allowed I'm to say too much, but yeah, I think <laughs> it's, 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 it's a different kind of reunion, but it's, you know, they, they always, they always deliver. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm so excited. I can't wait. Well, those are the majority of the questions I have for you. Do you have a few minutes for a very quick uh, game, though? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I love to play just little fun games. Um, so I wanted to play a, a quick few rounds of Would You Rather. Um, so the first one: Would you rather be styled by Sheena exclusively every day for a full year, or have to listen to Good as Gold on loop every day for a month? Like, okay, I'm listening to it once a day or like no, all like day on, long? No, like on loop all day long. Or for a full year, Sheena decides every article of clothing that you wear. Sheena can style me. Okay. I don't okay. mind. I, I, Do you I think her style has gotten better? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't mind the way she dresses. She, the thing is she, she kind of like just sticks to like a, her, like a thing. Like it's, she, she kind of has like a uniform, you know, she, yeah. she finds what she finds what she likes and what like is like working for her and like what she likes on her body. And she just sort of like sticks to a thing. And like, I'm yeah. not mad at that, you know? So you'd wear I, the, the Sheena uniform. Love it. Well, I don't, I mean, I, I would hope that she would find something that she likes on me and I wouldn't just be wearing like a crop top. <laughs> I think well, that, I, that's kind of what I had in mind. Was I like, don't know. So maybe would you dress up like Sheena for a year? <laughs> I mean, oh my, I, well, I, the thing is, it's just, it looks so good on her. It would not look good on me. So I don't think I could, I just, I couldn't want pull off what Sheena wears. Yeah. Well, so I guess Good I as Gold is a bop. So then so. I'd have to listen to Good as Gold. <laughs> it's a good song. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> would you rather uh, do a partner swap? Because um, I, I can't say husband swap, but would you rather do a partner swap for a month with Ariana or with Sheena? Oh my God. I, I would have to say probably with, I mean, it's probably going to uh, probably with Ariana. I mean, I just don't know Brock so well, so I can't. Yeah, it's like, more I, comfort with Tom. Yeah, I mean, we can figure it out. We might kill each other, but no, we, we the thing is, is like, say, well, actually, and I, we do get along great. We just, there's certain things. We would just have to avoid some, some topics. Right, right. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Me and my husband avoid topics all the time. <laughs> um, okay, so this one actually isn't bad. This one, I think, is like two pretty decent options, but... 
Would you rather only be allowed to hire James to DJ any event for the rest of your life? So, you know, birthday parties, your future kids' birthday parties, you know, your funeral, everything. <laughs> or only be allowed to drink beverages made by Tom Sandoval for the rest of your life? Oh, um, I mean, I, I think one aren't like bad options. Right. I kind of like want to put them both together and just have like the <laughs> like, best funeral ever. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm just trying to think, um, I mean, I, I got to pick James because I think my Tom makes better drinks. Okay. There you, you go. Know. You There you go. I think that might've been the most scandalous thing you said this entire <laughs> interview. I mean, I just, that is just, I mean, I just, I think I just prefer my, my bub's drinks. You should, you should prefer. He makes, he makes drinks. good drinks, but like, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I get it. I mean, I think it makes sense that you would, you know, lean towards your Tom. They're both really good though. I'm not gonna lie. It's not like they make bad drinks. Yeah. They, I mean, every, so I used to live in West Hollywood, um, prior to Tom Tom opening. And every time I would go to Sir, the drinks were just like incredible and insane. And so I have to imagine that like, they're just a higher step up from there even. So it's, it's cool watching them come up with all of it on the show. Um, is it, and I'm jumping around now, but like, is that all like really authentic too? I mean, are they really sitting around in the kitchen and just like mixing stuff and taste testing all of that? Oh yeah. Wow. Oh yes. How I fun know. for you though. <laughs> it's, it's fun except for when it's like 10 o'clock in the morning and Tom's like, he gets an idea and like, we'll go to the grocery store in the morning and come back with a bunch of like herbs and like fruits and all this because he's like was on the treadmill and has an idea and needs to like <laughs> get it out of his head to like make something and now needs I need to try a pistachio like mojito or something <laughs> I mean oh it's gosh. delicious but now I'm just like all right yeah. well I just <laughs> there's some definite like mad scientist vibes going on which actually yeah. would be a pretty cool theme for a bar if if I do say so myself all right I, yeah Last, um, last, would you rather whose personal training app would you rather download gun to head Jax's or Brock's Brock's. Okay. Fair. It seemed uh, higher budget for sure. Well, I mean, Brock, like he, he has a gym. He's like in the gym more often. Like Jack's like, I think he's just like Jack's. He would always just like run on a treadmill. Or he would like go to like a workout class. I don't think he's like, I don't think he knows like how to like do, put, put a workout together. Right. So. Did anything ever happen with that workout app that he was making like <laughs> years and years ago, eons ago? No. Did he ever make those sweaters that he was going to design? No. <laughs> okay. I, I didn't think so, but I just wanted to follow up. Oh, now I know uh, you're a fan of the housewives. Are you watching um, any of the current shows at all? I'm watching Salt Lake. Well, yeah. I mean, you're a Park City girl, right? Okay. I have yeah. to know because Salt Lake City is being hailed as one of the best housewife cities ever. It is so outrageous. Every single cast member on that show uh, is, is like an all-star housewife, in my opinion. Was growing up in Park City just like insane? Like, is this what all of the women there are like? No. Okay. <laughs> No, um, I'm not saying they don't exist, but Park City, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, there was definitely a lot of money, you yeah. know, so like there, there's, I mean, I'm trying to think about like maybe some like friends, moms and stuff like that, but yeah. like probably, probably, but I just wasn't really maybe paying attention. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting because I feel like, you know, you would expect some of the more scandalous drama and I'm talking like, you know, the FBI stuff and criminal allegations and cults and all that. You might expect it from more of like the, like from in Beverly Hills or New York, but I think we were all so caught off guard. Salt Lake City came in very inconspicuously. Oh, and I knew it was going to be good because I knew with having just throwing in the, the dynamic of having like the Mormon, the Mormon church. Like, I was like, you're going to get, you're going to get something wild. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and not only from the ones who were still in it, but from the ones who have left. Um, I mean, well, and yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. just, 
it just breeds some interesting types of folk because you know there's just there's just so ah, I don't I don't even know how to describe it you know because because it, there is so much mystery that comes right. with it all and the people that get away from, I, I mean it's just the conversations you have with people that were in the church and then left and the, the stories that they have out of it I mean it's insane. Yeah. I mean, I think you, you just nailed it on the head. The, the air of mystery uh, that all of these women have is beyond what I think we see in any of the other cities. There's, there's definitely a lot more uh, than meets the eye and it's pretty wild. Cause again, you know, as someone who doesn't live in Utah, I I was just kind of thinking like, Oh, they're, they're just going to be regular old soccer moms. You know, that was not the case, not the case at all. Could you ever see yourself back in park city, maybe joining the cast of the real Housewives of Salt Lake? I mean, never say never, honestly, of, of all like the franchises. I mean, I, 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 I mean, I don't see myself like leaving, um, LA anytime soon, but like I could definitely like that's when I could see myself on. I, I mean, even though I like I live here, I, I'm not like Beverly Hills material, you know, <laughs> I'm just not. Um, and I'm and I'm good, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm friends with um Whitney and Heather, I love them so much. Um, but I mean, I don't know, it's not like yeah. I'm like moving back in a Right. Well, it's good to know that there's always a place to land, you know? (laughs) Oh, Katie, this was such a blast. Thank you so much for joining me for our very first episode. This was so, so, so much fun. Can you tell all of our listeners where to find you? Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm on Instagram at music kills Kate. Don't ask. (laughs) (laughs) And And, then, oh yeah. um, I have a podcast. You can just, I have episodes out every Friday. It's called You're Gonna Love Me. Amazing. And then don't forget to watch Vanderpump Rules on Tuesday nights on Bravo. Katie, thank you so much for being here. This was so fun. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Of course. Well, there you have it, guys. My conversation with Katie Maloney. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast and turn on notifications so you never miss an episode and follow us on social media at Blonde Hair Blackheart. We'll catch you next time. Bye.